Good morning. It's good to see you all. I'm Rob Schof, one of your pastors here, as well as one of the pastors, I guess. Uh, yes, Scott Osland is here as well, and uh, we welcome all of you to be with us. Uh, Daniel Legizimon behind the, uh, he's on keys, on organ. And uh, yes. <laughs> Kathleen Keene, uh, our director of uh, Christian Ed. It's good to see you all. Take a moment, if you would, to fill out the uh, friendship head in the pew. It's uh, right there in the pew for you. Uh, a couple announcements. Uh, today is Human Relations Day. It's one of the, uh, we have several offerings in the United Methodist Church during the year. And this is a, a particularly, uh, uh, it's particularly apropos for today because this is the celebration this weekend, I think, of Martin Luther King. Uh, God created each of one, one of us in God's image. This is one of the offerings, and it really provides money for different programs for justice and working with communities all across the uh, country, if not the world. And uh, Jesus calls us to share this gospel, and you can read this from uh, Bishop Violet Fisher. Verse Ministries, Pastors and Laity calls us to model for the world uh, that all God's people are part of the beloved community. And... Uh, in recognition of Martin Luther King, we have several things that are going on uh, this weekend. Uh, first of all, today at 2 p.m. at St. E's Church, which is uh, near Rod's Steakhouse, if you know where Rod's Steakhouse is, right behind that they have a chapel, which is more than a chapel, but we have a celebration, ecumenical celebration of Martin Luther King, and it begins at 2 p.m. I will be there and uh, be one of the speakers, and we, have, we celebrate together, but it's really quite a good experience. Hope some of you can join us. Tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. at the First Baptist Church, which is over on Cook Avenue, there will be a program sponsored by the First Baptist Church, and one of a uh, former professor at Drew will be speaking, Dean Trulier. That's at 10 a.m. Then between 1 and 4 p.m. over at Drew Seminary, uh, there will be various uh, programs on uh, I guess, Peace with Justice and Celebration of Martin Luther King. Tracy West will be one of the speakers. So you're welcome to join us uh, if you would like. Uh, tomorrow I'm going to walk over at 10 o'clock with Scott. If you'd like to join us here about quarter of 10, we can walk over to the Baptist Church if any of you are interested. So those are the things that are coming up and uh, it'll be quite a, quite a busy day. The other announcements in the bulletin are pretty straightforward. I think if you uh, look at them, uh, gathering will not begin until next Sunday. Uh, teachers' luncheon will be next Sunday as well. Uh, church planning workshop, we're tentatively uh, scheduling for the 28th. And uh, also, uh, our district superintendent was going to be here next week. He will not be here next week. He will come at another time. So we will uh, have him, welcome him at that point. Okay, you're invited to join us behind the sanctuary for coffee hour following of the service. Very, very good coffee, very good refreshment, and it's always good to share with one another. Would somebody laugh about that? Very good coffee. It, it really is. It really is. We've got a brand new coffee maker, a bun coffee maker. It'll be in my sermon. I'll talk to you about it much more, much at greater length. You'll all love that. Um, yeah, so do we have any other announcements that need to be made before we continue in worship? People were remembering in our prayers that causes for uh, answered prayer as well. I wanted to lift up um, those that are listed. Sydney Fielding, one of our young college students, uh, has been, <clears throat> last week was uh, having trouble literally passing out 
had to go to the hospital, return home, they kept her overnight. Uh, they seem to have some things regulated now with some medications or whatever. So let's keep uh, Sydney in our prayers and uh, Nancy, her, her grandmother, uh, Keith and Amy, her father and mother. Nancy, as many of you know, we prayed for her a couple weeks ago. She broke her wrist and had to have surgery. So uh, we are trying to keep the entire family in our prayers right now. Cynthia Wiley and Zachary, Katie, uh, Steve Fagg as well. I would lift up a, a man about my age <coughs> who teaches at the uh, NYU's just been diagnosed with cancer. His name is Mark Brennan. So if we could keep Mark in our prayers as well. Are there others that we would like to lift up today? Causes of concern or celebration or? Uh, the Setna family uh, on the death of Ellen. The Setna? The Setna. Setna family. We're sorry to hear that. The death of, of Owen. Elwood, but the uh, Elwin's death. We'll pray for Elwin's family. We're sorry to hear about that. Yes, Barbara. The motto family on the death of Richard. The motto. M O T T. The motto family. We're sorry on the death of Richard. We're sorry to hear that. Are there others? Required. The mudslides in California. Displaced families. Not displaced, but let us keep Jean in our prayers. Her daughter, son-in-law, and granddaughters just on Friday moved out to California. So they're smiling. We are all invited to go out and, and greet them there. Yes, very good. The what family? Fanton. Oh, we're sorry to hear that. The Fanton family, we will keep, keep them in our prayers. Are there others? Very good. Well, if you would rise for our first hymn, and it's uh, Gather Us In. It's found in the Faith We Sing 2236.
And the peace of the risen Christ be with you. Let us share the peace of Christ with one another. If you will now join me for the Litany for Human Relations Day, it can be found on the first and second page of your bulletin, so we're going to do some page turning. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. As we gather in this place, allow your spirit to fill our very being. As we worship today, we worship our Raise our vision above the barriers of color, culture, and creed that separate us. Give us wisdom as we deal with one another. Help us to recognize and to respect different ways rather than to judge. In the, in the spirit, spirit of, of Jesus, Jesus First reading this morning is from 1 Samuel chapter 3 verses 1 through 10 and it can be found in your pew Bible on page 247 of the Old Testament. This is about the calling of Samuel. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli. The word of the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread. At the time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his room. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Here I am, and ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Lie down again. So Samuel went and lay down. The Lord called again, Samuel. 
Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But Eli said, I did not call, my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel again a third time, and he got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood there, calling as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. May the Lord add his understanding to this reading. Now I invite you to join together in the reading of this altar, which is Psalm 139, and it can be found in your hymnal on 854. have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up, you discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. You know it altogether. You pursue me behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Continuing at verse 13. For it was you who formed my inward parts. You knit me together 
people to come forward for time with the children. jump on top of him and I would hang on to him and he'd have to kind of carry me further. So I did this. I saw my dad's jacket. He was walking away. I ran because I had heard voice and jumped on top of him only to find out it was not my father. You <laughs> <laughs> imagine that that is a little bit of a terrifying experience when you're just excited to go to Costco and try all the free samples and then you realize you just jumped on a random man. <laughs> um, that's a little terrifying, right? Um, and, and it's funny because I thought 
Our gospel reading this morning is from the book of John, chapter 1, verses 43 through 51. It can be found in your New Testament, page 92. I invite all who are able to please rise for the reading of the gospel. The wedding at Cana. Sorry. Jesus calls Philip and Nathaniel. I'll start at the right place. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote. Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth, Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? And Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said to him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Then Nathanael asked him, Where did you get to know me? And Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. And Jesus answered, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And Jesus said to him, Very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Now we will join together in the hymn of preparation. O Master, let me walk with thee, number 430 in the hymnal.
Please be seated. Will you join me in a moment of prayer? <clears throat> Gracious God, we ask that we may be heard that we may also hear. In Christ's name, amen. The passage today, obviously, is, uh, both passages really, are about uh, listening, seeing, the things that we probably need to do a lot more of, uh, paying attention story of Nathaniel, uh, Philip and others have witnessed this Jesus, this new person that is rather strange. They don't really understand who this person is, but for some reason, Philip witnesses this, and he comes back and he says, Nathaniel, you've got to see this. You've got to see this guy. And Nathaniel knows a little bit about Jesus. He knows that Jesus is from Nazareth. And uh, I remember going to the Holy Land years ago, 96, I think, and going over, and uh, one of the places we went was Nazareth, which makes sense. But it's a little village, and it, I don't think it's changed much in 2,000 years. It's a really kind of a, it's kind of a dull place. If you ever go there, you got to see it. But it is kind of a dull place. And, uh, and so I can understand where Nathaniel said, uh, essentially, snidely, uh, can anything good come out of Nazareth? We, we hear that. Now, people joke all, all the time about things like that. How often do we hear, can anything good come out of New Jersey? And we're tired of hearing that, aren't we? Uh, it's funny because more people, people want to live here. Uh, but... Be that as it may, growing up, I uh, grew up not far from here in Berkeley Heights in the suburbs, but that's not where my family was from. My father was from the western part of Pennsylvania, uh, out past Pittsburgh in a town called Uniontown, which is a nice sound, Pennsylvania-sounding sounding name. And uh, Eleanor Berry is from that area, and this morning I hope I didn't offend her because she came to the 830 service and she said... Uh, I'm from out there, and I, can, I said, I know, I can tell from your accent how, that you're from there, and I can close my eyes, and, and there were a lot of wonderful things there. I had a, a, my father's cousin who was, always would bake cookies. I mean, the people were wonderful, but it was like Nazareth. I, I would go there as a kid. First of all, it took about eight hours to drive there. Now, being eight or nine years old in a car... The only fun thing was we didn't have to wear seatbelts, so we could just sit in the back of the station wagon and kind of bounce all over the place. That was okay. But the problem was is it took so long to get there, and once we got there, there was nothing to do. There was nothing to do at all. It's an old coal mining town. Even then, they were getting out of the coal mining business. They had one movie theater in town, and the movies that were showing were always movies nobody wanted to see. Nobody had heard of, nobody ever wanted to see. And so it was really dull and boring. Now, we had to go out there to visit my father's family, and that's, that's understandable. And uh, now that my kids are all grown and now we're working on grandchildren, I have a better 
for the history of his family. But you see that as a day. The problem was, they said, as a kid, like anything good for Nathan, he didn't want to grow up. So I could understand Nathaniel at a very personal level what he's saying. Anything good for him. Well, the surprising thing is, a couple years ago, well, it's more than a couple years now, my father uh, stayed at home in Berkeley Heights until he died, and he died in 2005. Well, uh, a couple years before he died, in 2003, I was over visiting one day, and he pulled out this old, uh, well, it wasn't too old, a, a newspaper article that somebody had sent him from Uniontown. I don't know what it was, the Uniontown Gazette or something like that. And uh, it, it said, some, it, it was very strange. It was, it was from present day. It was from 2003. And it said, Prince Philip of York, not York, Pennsylvania, by the way, not even New York, York, England, was coming to visit the people of Uniontown. My first thought is, what kind of a dull life must Prince Philip have to want to go to Uniontown? I've always wanted to go to Uniontown, he told the Queen, and then he went, no, that wasn't, the, that wasn't it. <coughs> My dad was very proud. He said, um, explain to me. He was going to Uniontown to honor the town, going to honor the community because there was a man from Uniontown. I was not aware of this all growing up. There was a man who used to work in the, uh, in the White House. He was chief of staff during World War II, and then he was secretary of state under Harry Truman. His name was George C. Marshall. Now, George C. Marshall, to those, uh, many of us who obviously didn't know him or know of him, George C. Marshall, was the architect of something called the Marshall Plan. And the Marshall Plan, after World War II, many say is responsible for really holding Europe together. The Marshall Plan. And he was from Uniontown, Pennsylvania. Wow. Uh, I must say, I was impressed. I was impressed. And so, all of a sudden, I realized that there's, there's something maybe more than meets the eye. And so here we, have, here we have Nathaniel. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? And all we have are three simple words. And, and John is, is brilliant in how he shares this. Doesn't try to explain it. Doesn't try. Come and see. Come and see. That's exactly what he does. And he sees Jesus and says, you are the Son of God. Come and see. Sometimes that's the only way that we can come and understand. To come and see. Now John realizes these three words, come and see, are, are so important, but that's all he says about them. Because he realizes, as they realize their ancient mind, realize something that I think we've lost track of. Come and see. In 1738, a man was born uh, named Sir Frederick William Herschel. He was born in Hanover, Germany, German astronomer. He grew up to be an astronomer, a scientist. He and his sister had built a telescope. 
And he was the first one to discover Uranus, the, uh, the, the first planet discovered that you could not see with the naked eye. But in 1800, being a scientist, he discovered something else. He was fascinated by, by the stars, but also fascinated by light. And he realized that over time, <clears throat> over time he realized, for some strange reason, that when, when light was refracted in a rainbow, the different colors of light had different heats, believe it or not. They have different temperatures. I never knew that. Never knew that. 1800. He, he knew that. But he wanted to discover something about it. So he took a prism, and he had the light go through the prism, and it showed all the light colors of the rainbow. And you can imagine, it really wasn't that hard, but he came up with uh, little thermometers or whatever for each band of the rainbow. And sure enough, he noticed from one side to the other, as he went from band to band, the temperature started to go up. And finally, he came to one band the, at, the, at the very end, which was red. But then something surprised him. Beyond that, there was no more light, but the heat kept increasing. Wow. He discovered something that we now call infrared light. Infrared light. Realizing that there is light we cannot see. There is something that is real that we cannot see. Fascinating. And so here we are now in hundreds of years later. And what do we come across? We are so sophisticated. He lived in a time of things that were real that we couldn't see. And yet, what do we have? What do we live with? What we live with. Years ago, all of a sudden a great invention in the early 1900s. You could actually go and watch pictures of people moving on a screen. And then that screen came into our, our living rooms in a little box. But that wasn't good enough. Then it, it was something we could see put on our desks or on a shelf now hang on our wall, but even carry in our hands. And look at the generation that's coming up and gaming. And the ironic, strange thing is, is now we're so attuned not to seeing things that are real, but seeing things that aren't real. that there's so much that is real that we can't see. Now we're, we're, we're looking at things that aren't, aren't real at all. So these words from John are so important to us today. Come and see. And we might read right past them and go right past them because it, it, it's the way we think nowadays. Only what we see is real, even if it's not. But let's face it, if we, if we get a phone call from somebody we haven't seen in years, oh, next time you're in Madison, next time you're in the area, we would love to see you. Now, if that's what we really meant, we could simply say, oh, we haven't seen you in years. Can you send me the most recent photograph you have of yourself? Because I haven't seen you in years. But that's not what we mean. There's something more than that. There's something more than that. And 2,000 years ago, the coming of Christ, that's come and see. A lot of people saw Jesus, but not a lot of people saw Jesus. That's the challenge. Come and see.
It is ours to receive, and then it is also ours to share. Let us pray. Lord God, we come together today grateful for the gifts of fellowship. And we are mindful this day of of the wonder that surrounds us. For that which is seen and that which is unseen, may we be attentive. May we hear your voice, whether it comes to us as a still, small voice, or whether we do hear it in the hurricane or or the helping hand, a kind word, or sometimes in sheer silence. We thank you today and this weekend for those whom we no longer see, but know that their lives have changed the world. We give thanks for the ministry, the vision of Martin Luther King, the life that he lived and the ministry that he saw across borders, outside the church, inside the church, with those who believed, those who had no belief, and his quest for justice, but a deeper quest and simple justice. Not the justice that we find simply in this world, but the justice that begins here and ends with you, and the justice that begins with you and ends in our daily lives. Help us to celebrate and to live lives worthy of it. We lift up those who have such great need. In our midst, we remember the Fanton family and the Motto family and the Elwins and those that have suffered loss. For the families that have suffered loss in California. For the continued struggle of those in different parts of of the world. those that are lost and no one even misses them. We pray for the damage not only to lives but to to homes and to businesses, ways of life. We pray for those that have special need closer to us. We, We lift up Mary Ann and Mark. For Sydney and Cynthia, we remember Zachary and Katie, Steve. We know that each day is a gift, but as soon as we know it, we forget it. May our lives reflect faithful living. So as we come together, we bring our hearts and our lives before you as a community of faith. Before we leave, we come also with our own personal prayers.
So hear our prayers in the name and for the sake of Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom, power, and the glory forever. 